0: Greetings, programs and users. It is time once again for another episode of Old Nerds Drinking. I am John Patrick, the Master Control Program. Here with me once again in the Nerd Cave is...
1: Rojan. Hi. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm back. I'm actually here in person again.
0: I know, two <laughs> we, two records in a row. This is kind of starting to be feel like old times.
1: Well, my main computer died. I can't even do my show for at I was, least I was month, just about so. to say
0: uh, the the first thing we need to pour one out for is the Project Archivist yeah. recording computer.
1: F wife had it for it, it's 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 lived its life it really has. So, it
0: has um, lived a good life. It
1: has lived a good life.
0: And it is now gone to computer Valhalla.
1: Maybe I might be able to get it fixed, but I'm not sure if I'm going to bother with it. And just get some. But either way, I mean, I've got a laptop, but it's not as good. So yeah, yeah. I'm, Anyways,
0: I'm actually so tax. It's tax return time, and I'm at that point where it's like, man, what shiny
1: things do I want to buy with you my? You want to buy a computer? I do. I, I'm looking at your your computer. I mean, granted, it does the job, but it's it's big, it's tall, it's. Well, see,
0: I like this tower because I got this tower at a garage sale probably two decades ago. Um, Before I ever, like, I saw this at a garage sale for, like, $10, and it's one of those old, like, 1990s server towers. it's big. So, yeah, it's huge, but it has six three-and-a-half-inch bays in it and then, like, four hard drive bays in it. So, like, I could potentially have up to 10 hard drives in this computer. But do you? No, but I have three in it.
1: Yeah, but you can get a new computer. Heck, I can give you my computer case if I get a new one, and it'll have room for at least three and then two solid-state drives.
0: Yeah. So So... what what I'm kind of leaning towards is that I will leave this computer, and this will be the podcasting computer, and this will be my STL file computer. And then I will buy a new computer that will be a dedicated gaming computer. Because I'm just, I have this one, the GPU and the motherboards are like several different versions kludged together. This thing's like two feet high. Yeah. So (laughs) it does the job, but it's like it doesn't function as well as a dedicated gaming computer. So I think I'm just going to buy a dedicated gaming computer and have two separate computers.
1: First world problems. <laughs> First world problems,
0: um, but I also have to redo one of my bathrooms, and I'm guessing that's going to cost me about five grand. Yeah, yeah. You are so. talking
1: about the, the the world's most disgusting bathroom? No, 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 no. no. And I, had, I actually cleaned it. Like, I, like you I cleaned was... it. The, what was that? What was it from? Train spotting? What was it? Was it the world's? The, oh God.
0: Uh, the worst toilet in Scotland?
1: Yeah, the worst toilet in Scotland. Yes. Yeah, no,
0: it was, I was at Myers and I remembered, oh, wait, I need to get uh toilet scrub. So, yeah, the, the toilet's clean. Um, <laughs> the rest of the bathroom, though. <laughs> well, it's my cats drink out of the sink, so there's a perpetual line of fur from my cats crawling into the sink, sticking their heads under the faucet, and then licking the drip. Uh, so it's like every once a month, I got to just wash out all the cat hair from the sink.
1: That bathroom is, it's like the bathroom in CBGB's. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't. No, never mind then. (laughs)
0: So, uh, Rojan, what are you drinking?
1: Um, I'm drinking something out of the fridge where beer goes to die, which is your fridge, and I'm drinking a blueberry pancake milkshake stout from, again, Rochester Mills, who really, there's only a handful of bad stouts that they make, Um, but cuz I don't drink much anymore. Mostly, the only time I really drink is when I'm here. But fortunately, you you've got this in there. The problem is is you're beginning to run out of beers in there that are drinkable.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm definitely going to have to restock. So, but I usually so I usually stock up on beers when it gets to be summertime cuz mm-hmm. I drink more beer in the summer. I'm yeah. a little I almost got a fifth of Detroit City Distilleries Punchy vodka.
1: Ooh, that's good. Have you had that yet?
0: I have not. It's
1: amazing. I it was is at, really good. I was I'm at not Myers,
0: and they had like ten bottles of Buy it. Buy one. And it was unfortunately like two days before payday, so it's like fuck. I have no money. And then when I went back, when I got paid, it was all sold out. It, it
1: does. It tastes like punchkies. It's amazingly. It's really creepily weird. Oh, I how have on seen spot. They've got that flavor
0: because they take their vodka bat and they just drop in like dozens and dozens of punchkis. Like they will go to the Hamtramck bakeries Get the punch I've like they show on their website the pictures of them just cutting open the punchkeys, dropping it in the vodka. They actually
1: put real punchkis in it. It's not artificial. It, 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 oh, it is one hundred percent. Real punchkeys. And I'm not a vodka guy, like at all. Vodka gives me heartburn, and it's usually very harsh. Mm-hmm. So it's not one of my preferred go-to uh, liquors. I, I so. only drink.
0: I only drink vodka when it's in cocktails. So like, uh, if I'm making uh, Moscow Mule, uh, that uh, that's when I'll have vodka or something like that although uh the caveat to that rule is uh natty ice uh lemonade vodka yeah but that's
1: like that's like don't get me wrong it's good i like it a lot but it is a bitch drink
0: well uh, oh dude remember when we discovered it last year it was uh my white trash cocktail of summer
1: and it's good it really is but it
0: is a white trash cocktail
1: it is and today but it's so good
0: i am actually drinking uh some natty ice lemonade vodka
1: i see well, I guess uh do we have to put pour- well Raquel Welch passed away.
0: Yeah, we so, do. Uh, like we got to
1: pour one out for her.
0: Generations and generations of teenage boners yeah. were offered up to her.
1: Yes. So yes. um Clink. Yeah, Clink. Clink. Uh, did it's, we lose anybody else that I can think of? I Next can't time?
0: yeah, it's
1: I don't think so. No, the only that's that's pretty much it for now. Um Fortunately, I know
0: in other news, last time we recorded a large section of the, the record feed was dedicated to lost media. And one of the particular things we mentioned was a song that played on the radio in Detroit for Kwame Kilpatrick called Party at the Manoogian. I found it. I was like, uh, after we recorded the episode, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta try again." It's been a while since I tried, so I I spent a day and a half plugging different search terms in, working through a lot of algorithm, working through a lot of like uh, search pages, and I came across a hit for another podcast, and that podcast was two of the talk show hosts from the radio station that recorded that. And it was from, I believe, 2020. And in that episode, they were talking about how Kwame Kilpatrick's son had appealed to Donald Trump to get his, uh, his dad's sentence commuted. And during the podcast, they played the song. So I had to sit there, listen to their podcast. I ripped the song out. And it now exists. And, and the the guy I work with who originally started all this, I told him that and he's like, shut the fuck up, you found that? So my google foo skills have saved this song from obscurity? I don't even
1: know what we'd say. Maybe um, it's obscurity. Because it's still, I've never heard it. I don't remember it, I don't think.
0: Oh, well, uh, you are about to hear it, sir. So without further ado... I present to you from, uh, let's see, what was the radio station at the time? I think it was 97. one Talk Radio, Party at the Manoogian.
1: Was it Domensky and Doyle? I don't think so. For the man who's a player It's also your mayor. Yeah. Here comes Kwame like a black tsunami Shopping city jobs like a pimp that he wants to be Eerie can for a coat to unpack traveling around his posse will attack Oh no, don't you agitate him Talk about his
0: navigator Paid for with your tax dollars You say a word and make you holler Oh So yeah, there it is. It, it, it it's not that great of a song, um, <laughs> but it's not a it's not about the song. It's the triumph of finding it. <laughs> and and I literally I, I believe it's uh, the Greg and Michelle podcast because those were the two radio hosts. Greg and Michelle. And I don't particularly remember liking either of them. I don't but remember that. God bless those two. That they still had this song and they played it. And thanks to being able to the right search algorithms, because man, that was the key. (laughs) It was being able to party at the Manoogian radio song parentheses, uh, like Detroit, like all those, like finding the right combination of asking those words. And even then it was still like on, like I had to go to the second page of a Google search.
1: Let's take a radical shift in gears here, and let's talk about the Super Bowl um, nerd-oriented commercials. Oh, uh, yes. Because I sh- tried to share a few of them on the website, as many as I could find.
0: sports. So th- this is the hilarious thing. I was at work that Sunday, and they're talking about it, and they're asking me questions. And for the first time, well, not the first time, but— I didn't even know who the fuck was playing in the Super Bowl. I had no idea. I'm and not a football guy at all. I am all. not a fo- football guy. I'm not even a Super Bowl guy. I, I'm i not even one of those people who's like, oh, yeah, we're watching the Super Bowl, but we're just watching for the commercials. I'm like, You can or, download those after. <laughs> or I could wait till the Super Bowl's over, go on YouTube, and get a 10-minute compilation video of all the good ads Yeah, and not ruin an entire night to do it. Um, So, yeah, this is... This is interesting because this is kind of the first big movie summer we've had since COVID. Like this was there were there were more than a few commercials for movies that are coming out and it was a big thing that they're they're trying to get us back to the pre-COVID ideal of hey, it's the summer blockbuster season. Like, we're going to have these movies that you're going to want to go out and see again. Like, the short list was, uh, I believe there was a final trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: Yeah, but that's out now, so it's yeah, not really
0: summer. Well, I mean, but this was a week yeah. ago, and it just came out. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the start of it. Um. We've got... Got the
1: Flash one.
0: Yeah, the Flash was a huge deal because it was like, oh, my God... The worst kept secret in Hollywood was Michael Keaton's back as the Batman. I have opinions on that, but I'll save them. Yeah. <laughs> until, um, we're talk- until we're
1: done to talking. Until we get to the point the of uh,
0: Then there was a new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Yeah. Um. There were a couple other, like, not... I don't d- remember
1: if there was a Mandalorian one or not. So,
0: yeah, there was a new Mandalorian trailer, because yeah. the new Mandalorian season drops the first of March. Um I don't know if there were any other Disney TV shows. Um, Was there a Shazam
1: trailer? I don't remember if there
0: was a Shazam one. I don't remember if there was a Shazam one. Because, yeah, that's
1: coming out soon, too. The problem with those movies, though, is like... Like the... Well, okay, let's let's talk... uh, Let me talk about The Flash one. We'll start there. The Flash one kind of bums me out. Because I don't want to see The Flash because of all the stuff that happened with Ezra Miller. But... I'm going to go see it and I'm going to go see it purely because I want to see Michael Keaton. And that's pretty much what everybody's seeing, but it pisses me off that it bums me out. I should say that Michael Keaton's big comeback as Batman, you know, we, we've all kind of wanted to see this for a long time and it's overshadowed by all of the dumb fuckery that Ezra Miller Miller did. did. Well, and this,
0: this actually kind of puts the cancellation of Batgirl into more light. Because in Batgirl, one of the things was that Michael Keaton was playing Batman in that. So it makes a little more sense that it's like, well, we don't want to dilute Michael Keaton's return as Batman in this Batgirl thing. We want to save it for the Flash movie so that more people will be excited about the Flash.
1: But the Flash movie is supposed to, apparently, and I don't know, I don't. don't, entirely know what i'm talking about i'm going on things that i've read they're going to use the flash movie with him going back and changing time and changing everything as the launching point for the james gunn dc universe so yeah it's so i don't know if they went back and re-edited it in such a certain way or it's well that was one of
0: the big things in dc comics was Flashpoint. Uh, Flashpoint was when it's like the Flash figured out he move fast enough to go back in time and essentially shattered the DC universe. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. And they well did we... that
1: on the WB pretty well on, yeah. the, on their version.
0: So we can use this as a cataclysm to essentially reboot the DC EU or DCU, whatever the hell. Yeah. But basically like, okay, here's where we're wiping the slate clean and James Gunn's taking over. Please, God, save DC.
1: I will say, though... Again, this is the bummer part about the whole Ezra Miller thing, is the way that he's playing the Flash based on the commercials that I've seen, I like it far better than the previous incarnations of Ezra Miller's Flash. He seems a lot more like the Flash character in this movie, but again, it's all null and void because of of the stupidity of what Ezra yeah, Miller it, did. Yeah, it's... Uh...
0: <laughs> This it's is, like, like okay, they you might
1: have the character down now but it doesn't matter anymore because you've messed up so badly. Yeah, in that's so many the thing ways. is
0: now it makes more sense about why they tried so hard to keep as or keep him as the Flash but then he personally imploded to the point where it's like it wasn't they legally could not. Well, I now... believe he was up on kidnapping charges and you can't be in a movie franchise if you're in jail for kidnapping.
1: The other thing is, is that now um Warner Brothers is making statements like, well, Ezra's in recovery right now. They're making noises, and I don't think they're going to, but they're making noises like he still has a spot or whatever in in the DC in the DC cinematic universe. But I don't think that's gonna go. I don't um, think that's gonna work. So here's I don't wanna
0: say a hot take, but the deciding factor in that will be if he is insurable, because we've talked about before. Hollywood's about money; uh, it's about making money. But in order to be able to make movies, it, actors are insured, and certain actors who are known to have destruct, self-destructive tendencies. One of the reasons they don't get work is because the insurance companies will not insure them because Whoa. they are a liability. Not just like, oh, he's drunk on the set; he might hurt himself. As in, oh, he might do something stupid, and this movie will tank, and the insurance company will have to pay out for the insu- for the movie yeah. losing money.
1: Robert Downey Jr. was in that category. At yeah, one time. he was. And and the really, reason until he, Iron Man happened he was done for the most part. Because he was uninsurable. Yeah. That is the kiss
0: of death more than anything else in the, in the movie industry is if, like Alec Baldwin will likely never make a movie again yeah. because he is uninsurable.
1: Yeah. Nobody will pay out an insurance policy for him. So the bottom line is, is that, Even though, like, the the Flash might be a little bit different because they're using that as the launch bed to reset the DC universe, which at this point, I'm not even... Like, I've seen the movies that they're coming out with, they have announced. None none of them really look that interesting to me. And it's like, all right, whatever. You know, I just, at this point with DC, I'm kind of like, all right, whatever. I don't, don't, we don't even care. Yeah, I'm... Like, Shazam! I liked, but... I will probably
0: go see Shazam! too because I really liked Shazam!
1: Yeah, so did I, but... I, is it
0: going to make a difference anymore, like the and Aquaman movie? Well, and that's the thing is Shazam kind of existed in a vacuum that, yes, it supposedly took place in the DCU, but in reality, it didn't touch stone to no. anything else. All you the... saw
1: was the Superman from like the, the waist down. Or right, like, because I mean, the shoulders at that point,
0: something. Henry Cavill was out of his contract yeah. and they couldn't even bring him back to do a cameo.
1: Yeah. Now, the other thing I liked about the film I saw as a Flash is it has it has both versions of Batman in there. It's got Michael Keaton and it's got... Um, and
0: it's got uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. And that was another thing. Like, I heard they had to pay a shit ton of money to get Affleck
1: to come back. Well, apparently... And I, I, I've i read this from reliable sources that uh, apparently Golda got a Ben Affleck um, and I think somebody else. I can't remember which one else. Was, they're supposedly suing Warner Brothers because... Ben Affleck was promised he would be directing a Batman movie. They were they were both promised. I that, remember
0: the hearing yeah. that he was promised to direct a Batman movie. Well, they
1: also like all, all these people had to sign contracts to do these movies that never happened. So as a result, they lost other oh, acting yeah. like, gigs like and them other can, things.
0: Them canceling Wonder Woman three. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, they've been on retainer and may have had to turn down other works. Exactly. Um,
1: so it's, I, I don't know how true that is. I could believe it um, of them actually suing them. And even James Gunn was like, yeah, the the, uh, the Warner Brothers executives, which was kind of brave for him to say that, here's the company that just hired you, here, save our franchise. And he's like, yeah, this company fucked these people over. These people, dick these people around, you know, et cetera. And I was like, whoa, dude, like you, you just got a job with this company and you're, you're, now I don't know if it's because it's new management that's running it now Well, yeah, remember, it's
0: because but... Warner Brothers was bought then sold then bought again
1: by this discovery yeah by the something? discovery
0: yeah. um actually uh one of the people i follow on youtube is uh, adam conover of uh, adam ruins everything and he just put out a video the other day about how basically um everything is
1: bought and sold and that's why we can't have well no it,
0: about how uh, it's um it, about how consolidation of industries into monopolies has come back Mm -hmm. and how it's destroying pretty much everything we love uh and one of the things he specifically mentions is warner brothers being bought by discovery and all the things that have come out because of that Mm -hmm. Uh, because they were bought and sold and needed to show a profit so what they did was they fired everybody except for a few creative things and are just hemorrh- are declaring a loss on media to make the company profitable, but are destroying the things that we as consumers would like that we'll never be able to see.
1: Like, I'm curious about this whole Batwoman thing. Like... I mean, I kind of want to see it just to see if it actually is that bad or...
0: Oh, yeah, because they've been pushing the narrative hard that, oh, yeah, the film was unwatchable. It was terrible. It was all this and that. It's like, well, you already paid for it. Mm-hmm. What difference does it make Is it if it's unwatchable? You've
1: spent the money. Why not just let the public decide? But again, it's another example of here you have these people that are acting in these movies... That have taken time, or they could have had other jobs, et cetera, so on, to make this movie or to do whatever they were going to do. Now I will say in this specific
0: case, those people were already paid. The actors still got paid. They did,
1: but they also—I mean—do they get a commission off the movie? But in the same, also, that
0: depends on their contract, and that's not a common thing. Only really big name actors or people who are acting big name actors acting in a smaller movie may get uh, royalties or a percentage of the cut. Uh, that's actually a very rare thing in Hollywood.
1: Well, that's what Robert Downey Jr did with Marvel. He said when they when they started all this, he's like I want a, so much of a commission from these movies and stuff plus an addition to my contract. And he made bank off of it. And I think Tom Holland um because Robert Downey Jr was, you know, advising Tom Holland, hey, you know, et cetera, you're going to be the next thing going into this and stuff. So apparently Robert was like, yeah, do this, you know, because you're the next, you're the one yeah, that's going you, to carry Yeah, you, really,
0: you really got to have the clout to be able to do it. Uh, and even then there's cases of like studios doing like really shady shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
1: like... they tried it with Star- Scarlett Johansson with the whole, uh, her movie with the Black Widow movie. She had a contract with them that it would be in the movie theaters for such a period of time because she got a commission of the sales from it and they ended up putting it on Disney Plus at the same time which took away sales because of the pandemic. Right. But it took away sales from the movie and that was what she sued them over. She was like, "Hey, this is a breach of contract." Which in her case, I'll agree with her. She was right in doing that because oh, yeah. if yeah. they if they said, "Yeah, we're going to do this," you know, they need to live up to that obligation. And it wasn't that bad of a movie. She's got a lot of clout. You know, They, I wish they would have released that movie a lot sooner in the process because Marvel desperately needed a good female superhero movie, mm-hmm. but they screwed her and she won. So, you know, and after that, you can, like, all of a sudden Scarlett Johansson was, because there was talk that they were going to bring her back.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't. One- gonna but. yeah once once the lawyers get involved that probably wasn't gonna ha- happen which is kind of bullshit like she was a backbone of the early MCU mm-hmm. and deserved a lot better Disney did her dirty and and they I'm... did and
1: they didn't she was still one of the main characters she got paid really well but her movie should but because they had so much on their slate. To finish that run of movies they were like all right they gave her her movie but they put it out of it it was like well this happened actually before this this yeah time that period. Was, and was the like, thing
0: is they drug their feet on it yeah and
1: and then we got we got captain marvel and i don't want to go into that but captain marvel and i i, I was like eh <laughs> 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 but anyway so just,
0: just remember thanks to captain marvel jay and silent bob now exist in the marvel universe
1: yes that that was one of the good and, things of that movie and In addition to that,
0: Kevin Smith exists as Kevin Smith in the Marvel Universe.
1: But going back to DCU, this is not the first time they've done this. They were going to, they actually were going to make a new Wonder Woman series. They had a lot of it filmed. They were You know, a lot of the the prime photography was done. All these things were going to happen. And then all of a sudden they just pulled the plug on it. Which granted, I seen some of the stuff for it. It did look a little bit ridiculous, but... No more ridiculous than any of some of the other I stuff they put still, out
0: there. Man, I still haven't finished watching Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah. Like, like I got, I got like a, like a good hour into the movie and was still so fucking confused.
1: It really went nowhere. Yeah. It was such a bummer because the first Wonder Woman, it was like, all right, it wasn't again. DC DC movies, Warner Brother DC movies have this thing of like, okay, it's it's kind of there, but it's kind of not. The same thing with Aquaman, it was kind of good, but. It also had some really hokey parts. Yeah, this goes
0: back to a a conversation we had earlier where many of the DC movies were ruined by post-editing by committee.
1: Yeah. So I'm wondering now with the James Gunn thing going forward...
0: I am going to bet money that he has a right of final cut for his movies.
1: I would hope so. Um, I mean... The last Suicide Squad movie was it was okay. It wasn't I liked great. It. But, <laughs> I
0: liked it. I liked it. Was I don't know. Fun. I'm
1: weird though. Like everybody, what was that the, the John Cena show that he did? Peacemaker. The, I didn't like Peacemaker. I didn't, I never watched I Peacemaker. I got to but... the first episode and I'm like, I'm done. But a lot of people are like, oh, this is great, blah blah blah. And I'm like, teach their own. If you like it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're a bad person. I just could not watch the show. I was just like, this is kind of juvenile. See, <laughs> what
0: what I think is like. DC needs to, if they want to make a cinematic universe like D, like Marvel, they need to put all their eggs in that basket and fucking stop making shit that isn't part of it. Like the Joker, fucking stop yeah. that. Yeah, the stuff that the doesn't Batman, tie in. The yeah. Batman, stop that. Like you now have three separate Franchises that all involve the Batman and are not interchain or interconnected with each other.
1: Even with the last set of Justice League movies, all the like the person playing Wonder Woman and Ben Affleck, they weren't my favorite. But it was like, all right, I'm willing. I- I'll stick with these characters. Just make good stories with make them. make a cohesive narrative. Yeah, exactly. And they just they they just could not get their shit together. They no, just really a, couldn't a, do it.
0: And and it's like Warner Brothers is just like fuck we need to make money make a Batman movie make a Batman movie um,
1: and they don't seem to understand that the geek culture has evolved at this point like that stuff would fly way back when Michael Keaton's Batman came out yeah because let's, let's be honest the, game. the
0: last two Michael Keaton or the last two t- Batman movies in the 1980's Batman franchise were garbage like even oh yeah, Bat- they were just doing to make money even
1: Batman Returns was a weird
0: yeah Uh,
1: like, but again, it, it was a different time as far as superhero movies were. See, the thing is, is Warner Brothers and DC had the opportunity to make a Justice League movie and they said, no way, it'll never work. There's too many, there's too many moving parts. There's too many characters. And then when Marvel came along and pulled it off, Warner Brothers was like, oh my God, you know, now, now we got to play catch up and we got to try to do this. And it was like, no, man, it was... And, and even, even, with, even with Marvel, like,
0: the reason the MCU happened was because Marvel had an idea of what they wanted to do, and they were willing to put up the money to do it. Like, to this day, I think Iron Man holds the record as the most expensive independent film ever made, mm-hmm. because a studio didn't make that, Marvel made that. And they set the template. They're like, this is what we want to do. This is how we want to make a superhero film. And we're going to build this narrative. And we're going to do the long game. And DC tried to do it right out of the box. It's and like, if they'd
1: have just taken their time... See, the thing is, is DC was like, okay, we got it. we got to hurry up and catch up now. And they didn't need to. They could have no. done the long game and taken their time with it too...
0: But they were impatient. Exactly.
1: They, they were like, we need to jump on this gravy train right now. Let's throw some yeah. movies together. Let's try to do what they did.
0: Because it's the first, Marvel, the first Marvel MCU movie was Iron Man. The second MCU movie was The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And the only character that crosses over between those two movies is Thunderbolt, is Thunderbolt it? Ross. Yeah.
1: See, that's one of the problems that DC was going into. We've all, we all, the, the Marvel also f- fixed that with the Spider-Man saga. We all know all of these people's backstories.
0: Yeah, that w- that we was. We don't need
1: another Spider-Man origin story. We know how he got his powers. We oh know where God. Batman we, came we from. We
0: don't need a fourth different way for him to receive the "with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility." Yeah, like we don't uh, that need to was see Bruce ab-
1: parents getting shot again. You yeah, know,
0: that was my absolute favorite thing about the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Is he just shows up and we all know he's Spider Man because we all know Spider Man.
1: He's like, yeah, I got bit by a spider, blah blah blah. It's yeah. like, all right, we're done, gloss, gloss cool. over. Cool, we got on. it.
0: Yeah. Um, in fact, and that was always one of my uh, my complaints with the Tim Burton Batman series was they show his parents getting killed and then he's Batman. There is this. There is no how he got to be Batman. It's just, yep, that happened, and now I'm Batman. But in the Christopher Nolan, we got to see the evolution of him becoming Batman. And I fucking love that. Like to this day, Batman Begins is my absolute favorite Batman movie.
1: All three of those, all three of the Nolan Batmans are pretty solid. Uh, Yeah.
0: The the Dark Knight Rises was bad. It was not good. I didn't think it was was, great,
1: but it wasn't bad. We've
0: talked about this before, but it's the they were kind of hamstrung by Heath Ledger's death and yeah. it's like okay now we got to rewrite how this is going to go because we wanted this to be a lot different yeah um but and i just again, it, it, when you're handed in, cards
1: like that you know
0: in my opinion it's it fell flat you either should have gone in a completely new direction or just let it go mm, um
1: i don't see them letting it go but I, it, it was too much of a property for them to not do something with.
0: Well, and plus, I think so, everybody had been contracted for three movies. Yeah. So, um, Like Zack
1: Snyder's Justice League, tragedy happened during that. So they did the best they could with it, you know, for, for what they had to do.
0: And in my opinion, made an arguably better Justice
1: League movie. <sighs> yeah, I, again, <laughs> we're pitching about DC and Warner Brothers again, so... <laughs> You know, I, it's it's like what happened. The only thing the last Star Wars movie, the only thing I will forgive in that movie is because Carrie Fisher died.
0: Yeah. And that, that whole movie And they they she was supposed to have a much bigger part yeah. and it was just so sad. We lost space mom.
1: Yeah. So again, it's like I, I kinda give that a little bit of a grain of salt because it was like, we gotta finish this. This is what you got to work with. But I
0: will not them forgive so... I will not forgive them for and somehow Palpatine returned. Mm-hmm. Like, eh. Somehow,
1: Palpatine survived. Or is yeah, alive. Yeah. <laughs> but, because I know you give me shit for liking Moon Knight.
0: Um, Why do I give you shit for liking Moon Knight? Moon Knight was fucking fantastic.
1: I, it's, it is. It is one of my favorite shows. Um Because I very much love the concept of the character and what the character is. But Feige came out last week and said, yeah there's a place for him in the universe in this universe somewhere and oscar isaac has even come out and said yeah i don't i don't know anything about what's going on right now no one's confirmed me anything but he knows he's got a job yeah. coming back oh so. and
0: and i sent this video to you a while back um, i don't know if you watched it but if anybody else wants to um, as mentioned many times on this podcast i am a disciple of adam savage Uh, Adam Savage got a chance to visit the set or the costume designers for Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, And they show the iterative processes of the costume and how they built it and how they made it look the way they are. And just the closer you get to the costume, the more detail there is. And it's amazing. Like the emblem on his chest where it's like the crescent moon and then there's that circle... That circle is an actual, like, picture of the moon. Like, the face of the moon, craters and all. And you only see that if you get three inches from it and it can, like, tell, like, oh, yeah, that that's that's the moonscape and all
1: mm-hmm.
0: that. Um, and they built that to, like, they built that with the functionality that he could take the crescent moon out that you show him use as a weapon in yeah. it. So it's just insane, the level of detail. And then they talk about like how they had to stitch it to get that look of like mummy wrap. If you're interested in costuming... Uh, it's it's a, a very
1: well-produced yeah, show all the it, way around. Well,
0: and I was just about to say, this, this is a 10-minute video that is just a master class on... And it talks about the iterative problem-solving they went into to how to sew this... And how to get it to look this way, to move the right ways, for him to be able to perform stunts in this costume. But also for him to be able to take off the costume or take off parts of the costume to film in it. And just easily get in and out of it. They show the inside of the costume and you can see the pencil marks where they've um, like numbered each individual strip of fabric because that was the pattern and then having to sew the patterns together
1: one of the things that i liked about that show a lot is it was completely self-contained within the mcu yeah like it didn't really there, there were ties but you really had to look to see them mm-hmm. and it's the same thing as uh the, the halloween werewolf by night special you know that was something that really didn't tie into the rest of the mcu and it didn't need to
0: and Oh, man. Fa- Facebook, has, uh, Facebook has my number because I just saw yesterday a Facebook ad for the soundtrack to Werewolf by Night on vinyl, and it is a clear vinyl with red. red blood spatter yeah. on it. It's
1: like, oh, man,
0: Facebook, why you got to do that? Why you got to do me dirty like that? <laughs>
1: Because they know what you want, they listen. They listen in on your conversations. Uh, to,
0: to quote Futurama, I forgot you can tempt me with things that I want.
1: Like I'm really well. It's another thing, Kevin Foggy. This this is another difference between Marvel and and DC. Kevin Foggy came out last week and said, "All right, we know you people aren't happy with the directions we've been going. We're going to change things up again." I've said it before, and I'll say it again marvel disney course correct
0: yeah but the Um, thing is like they said we're
1: going to make less with better quality
0: yeah it's so much stuff is already in the pipeline they need they they are coming out to reassure fans like okay like we've heard it but this was this stuff was already in production
1: well they've actually give us them all again some of it they've like armor wars that was supposed to be a show now apparently that's going to be a two-hour movie on disney yeah so like Um, that
0: that's the stuff that they had early enough lead time that we can change things on it but like by the time this was in like Ant-Man was in post-production so there's not much you can do to it Um, but like they've
1: I don't even remember what the next Marvel series is oh I don't right now I don't either and I, at this point I'm not super paying attention anymore to be honest with you. Oh, yeah,
0: because fucking Mandal- so, Mandalorian season 3 is coming and I've been jonesing for that shit since it was originally supposed to be released in December and then they pushed it back because fuck them.
1: Well, yeah, again, this is this is Marvel going okay, we need or this is Disney going we need to fix it it's not see Marvel, Disney and Marvel and all these they want money. They want to make the money and they know to make to get the money they need to make the fans happy. They need to make people happy to keep that oh. money coming in.
0: Okay. So I, I just did a quick Google search and this comes up because there was an ad for this in the Super Bowl. The next Marvel show is Secret Invasion. Yeah. Um, That's right.
1: Yeah. I just watched the trailer. I did. I posted the trailer for that in the old Nerds drinking page.
0: Yeah. Which I am, I'm actually excited for because this Secret Invasion always kind of a, a, a like. It's one of those stories that it's the first secret invasion, I think, was in the 80s, and it's one of those reoccurring plot lines that Marvel rolls out every few years. Yeah. But the original idea was it was basically the Skrulls secretly in- infiltrating the world because of their shape shifting ability. Yeah. And when we saw the Skrulls in Captain Marvel, they were good Skrulls, which doesn't jive with every single thing that's ever been mentioned about Skrulls in Marvel canon.
1: But as we've said, they will take liberties when they need to. And Marvel has said... They're just they, they. actually made a point of that. Hey. They made a point of that. Miss and Mar- uh, Captain Marvel. They they go. Are you bad guys or are you evil? And they said no. We're just like everybody else. There's bad scrolls. There's good scrolls. And it makes sense. Mm. There are good scrolls and there are bad scrolls. And it's just like you know there are going to be people out there that have their old their own motives in mind and right you know stuff but like this, that.
0: This this harkens back to like the vibe from Captain America: The Winter Soldier, where it's like a very kind of like spy noir thing. So, yeah, I'm really kind of excited to see what they do with Secret Wars. Plus, and
1: it's Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson
0: and Don Cheadle.
1: Yeah. They're, they're going to, and this, from what I understand, this is this is Samuel L. Jackson's farewell. Yeah. They, so, uh, yeah, uh, give and the guy think, a good send-off.
0: And I, and I think uh, Don Cheadle, too. So, I think Rhodey might be out after this.
1: No, because he's doing Armor Wars. Oh, yeah, He's right. a major character in Armor Wars because he's going to be, uh, him and Riri, that was introduced in the Black Panther, the last Black Panther movie. Oh my God,
0: which I absolutely still have not watched. Oh, it's yeah, on Disney it. Plus now, so I need to sit down and watch it. It's sad.
1: I'm, oh, I'm just I'm, letting you know, it's sad. One hundred percent movie. Because,
0: it's, yeah, it's it's saying goodbye to Chadwick Boseman. It was he was he was amazing.
1: They did a fant. This is one of those situations where they did a fantastic job with what, but they had time to do it. Mm-hmm. But they did a fantastic job taking a bad situation and doing the best they could with it. And um, Riri, uh, I don't know if I like the character, but I'm willing to give it time to see how it works. I'm also pretty sure it's Riri Williams, not Riri Williams. I know, it's, but it's locked into my head that way. I can't help it. <laughs> if I'm mispronouncing it, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but the, again, I go back to this is the difference between the two companies is that Disney will be like, okay, we need to fix this. How can we fix this? Plus, they also got Bob Iger back. Um, they're like, we need to fix this to make these people happy, to give them what they want, to do better quality. Because let's be real, well, we, most you, of this new phase of Marvel we haven't really been happy with. It's we been, need to
0: fix this to make Disney Plus profitable.
1: Yes, and I'm I'm 110% fine with getting less shows that are better shows. Yeah, I yeah. don't like She-Hulk granted there's people out there that like it and it was it's me i'm those people well you know it's it was a chick show and i get what they were trying to do with it and stuff but it just it was just the other problem was i could have dealt with the show but some of the animation in there just looked really bad it just like her is the you could you could tell that the graphics and stuff were just they were just shit they could have done so much better you know, you d- you see Luke Skywalker and and and, and um, Boba Fett, who looks a lot better with the deep fake and stuff, and it's like, you can do better, Marvel. You can do better, Disney. You've got all this amazing technology, and then they show She-Hulk on the screen, and she just, it just looked weird. It was distractingly weird. But again, my wife liked it a lot more than I did because it was kind of like an Ally McBeal kind of thing. So I didn't go. You know what? I don't like this, but it's not aimed at me, so that's okay. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with with uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel was geared more towards people like your daughter and a younger generation. Right. But that show did it a lot better. It was written. It was written as maturely and as good as it could be, and a lot of people. Did, it was a kids show, and I'm like, yeah, but it was a decent kids show.
0: Yeah. Because you
1: can... the fan base is starting to age out. They need to get new fans in. Well,
0: so... that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the shows in the lineup for. Star Wars is a show called Skeleton Crew, and that is supposed to be geared towards like a younger audience of Star mm-hmm. Wars. Um, Just it, do it right,
1: yeah, please. <laughs> I don't. Well, f-
0: I was gonna say, uh, fucking Andor, and then we're we're rolling into Mandalorian season three. I'm willing to bet Ahsoka, money, I'm like I, I, I will Ahsoka. put money right down right right now. Mandalorian season three is gonna be amazing.
1: Yeah, I I, I have no doubt that it will be. There's, I, I, yeah, because, well, the, see, the thing is, is what, what Mandalorian is doing, and they have stated this, is that they're, they call it the Mandoverse, all of these shows like Ahsoka, The Mandalorian, Boba Fett, they're all doing an Avengers kind of Marvel thing where all of these shows are all going to tie together in the end in some kind of greater...
0: I know, I'm really like, interested to see the scenes that they, because they've showed clips in the the previews for season three of Coruscant, and I'm very interested to see a Republic, a New Republic Coruscant, and what's going on there
1: at the birth of the New Republic, because right. that's when this is all taking place. I kind of want to, but I hope they don't linger there because I really like the idea of of this show taking place in another part of the galaxy. And I really, I truly don't, be, I believe with my whole heart that Disney's not going to make the same mistakes that they did with the last three movies, and I'm not going to be sitting here three years from now ripping on star wars and what it's become and stuff i really think that because disney said they've said as much they're like yeah we're we're going to fix this just be patient and give us time that's one of the reasons why they haven't announced any new star wars movies in a while they want to you know right now mandalorian and all this this mandoverse is carrying everything we don't
0: need to we're getting it. <laughs> it's like we're doing these shows, and everybody kind of loves them. So we're, we'll just go with this for a little bit.
1: Well, there is talk now of them bringing Ray back and doing a series, different directors, a cohesive storyline, and, and I really want that because I, I do think, too.
0: I think there's a lot of there's stories, good stories to, tell. to be told there. Yeah, and Daisy Ridley was really great. She was. Wars.
1: She. I don't hold. You know, most most of the actors that were in those movies were, you know, they were good actors and stuff. They were just handed bad scripts and. <laughs> And bad cohesion. You know, there are so many things wrong with those movies that I think this time around, I, I just don't see Disney screwing it up as bad because, you know, the fact that they've taken the Marvel universe and said, okay, we're, we've screwed up. We know what we're going to fix this. Yeah. And I think they'll do the same thing with star Wars. And I would totally love to go see a series of movies with Ray. I, mm-hmm. I have no problem with Daisy Ridley. I would love to see the birth of a new Jedi of, of maybe it'll be a different Jedi you know, um, it would be greed if... Uh, I'm going to mess his name. John Boyega? Is that what it is? I No, oh, you got it right. John, yeah, Boyega. John Boyega. I would love to... I don't think he's going to come back because they did him dirty. They really did.
0: Um, well, and again, this is something we've said multiple times. When Disney shows up at your doorstep with a literal dump truck of money...
1: Yeah, it's, it's possible. And I would yeah. love to see him back again and more character development with him other than a bumbling guy that wants to escape all the time or whatever. Because they did... Hint that he had force abilities. They they marketed the movie like he was gonna be the one that was the Jedi,
0: you know? Oh man, just like the power of the scene in The Force Awakens where he's got Luke Skywalker's lightsaber and You said
1: Sidewalker, but Luke... go ahead.
0: <laughs> when he has Luke Skywalker's lightsaber and kylo ren is coming through the for the snowy forest and he just powers on that lightsaber he's like sup
1: yeah you know they they really plus up until that point they like he'd went to an award ceremony with a black glove on his hand they strongly suggested that he was throughout the whole thing that he had some force capabilities and then just let it go and it's like you know what i was cool with that you know so it would be cool to see her going off and trying to rebuild the Jedi from scratch in a whole new republic. You know, there's always gonna be evil, there's always gonna be a Sith, or there's always gonna be dark force users. When well there's light, there's dark. That's always just how it's gonna work. Right. Or is she also there's also the possibility that she could we could finally get a gray Jedi, somebody who's right in the middle, because they've implied this stuff for years, but they've never given us on the screen or in the movies the closest we got is Ahsoka of being a gray Jedi or a gray force user that's not necessarily dark, that's not necessarily full-blown Jedi. Uh, because like you said a, a few episodes ago, you're either one or the other. But in the shows and in the cartoons, like the the Bendu were like, yeah, we're not Jedi, we're force users. Yeah, they
0: they are another force user, they are yeah. not Jedi.
1: So in the, the last three movies, the only thing they really kept going through those movies was the faults of the Jedi about how they were too arrogant and how they lost their way and stuff like that. And, you know, Ray comes along, even Luke was like, yeah, they, they, they did this, they did that. They screwed everything up. So now you have a new person, the first of the new Jedi, where they actually could go and rebuild this order without making the same mistakes that Luke repeated and all these things. Right. And I'm fully on board for that. Just give, you know, get a person from beginning to end, solid concept, good writing. And I'm there, you know, and if it works, I'll always forgive it. I'll shut my mouth and watch, I'm trying to make efforts to do. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm so there's, say, there's, there's like, a group like, that she's coming back.
0: Yeah. It, the only thing I gave you shit about was your constant bashing of Kathleen Kennedy and your constant insistent that she's out, she's out, they're getting rid of her. It's like, we've been doing this podcast for over two years, Kathleen Kennedy is still in.
1: Yeah, but she's not running the show as much anymore. Like, you know, like, again, with Bob Iger coming, like, you don't really, she's there in the background, I don't know if that's because of contract or whatever. I don't care. Just, just in my opinion, give it to Favreau and Fellini. Just give it to those guys. Cause they've got a cohesive vision for what they want to do. Granted Boba Fett wasn't that great, but as I've said before, like not every Marvel movie can be a great movie. Not every Star you know, Wars can be a great not movie. Not
0: everyone has to be a grand slam. Sometimes you ne- you just need a baseline hit to first.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine with that. So, um,
0: Anyways, but, so one other, th- while we're on the subject of media, um, I saw a trailer on YouTube the other day, and this 100% falls squarely into the, I never thought I needed to see this, this movie, but now I absolutely need to see this movie. Apple Plus is doing a movie on Tetris.
1: You know what? Yes. And the reason why it's going to work is because it's not about the game. It's about what it took to get the game out of Russia, the backstory of that game. It's not a, you know, it's not a cheesy video game movie that they've taken a video game and converted into a movie. It's the story of, and that, that is very interesting to me. I'm very curious. I I love stuff like that. Like the history of how this happened and how it got here. Exactly. Because first of all,
0: I fucking love Tetris. Like I, like that scene where, in the trailer, there's a scene where this the guy who is the guy who's trying to get Tetris as a game uh, shows it off to. Uh, th- so, Tetris was originally developed as a computer game by some guy in Russia, and this guy in the U.S. has seen it and thinks it's this great game and wants to sell it as a video game. So, I believe it's supposed to be him showing it to the people at Nintendo, and they're like, "Oh, this this is something." And so they there is a scene where he's in this lab and they they're like, what I'm about to show you, only twelve people on earth have ever seen. And they pull the cover off and it's the ver it's the original brick Game Boy. And I was like, oh man, I played so much Tetris. Everybody did. <laughs> I still
1: have
0: I still have an original Brick Game Boy. And, you know, every once in a while, I'll put Tetris in that cartridge and fucking jam out. Mm-hmm. Because you ever... You ever want a game where you can just, like, zone into and tune out the world? It's Tetris.
1: Yeah.
0: Like i'm always fascinated by <laughs> and you have to remember this was the 1980s the gentleman who did this or who originally made the game was in russia so the this is the height of the cold war this is literally the armageddon clock two minutes to midnight um
1: that Nuclear annihilation could happen at any time. So, about where we're at right now. <laughs> no. It could be like a game coming out of Russia right now. Well, yeah, I guess it's a little bit different now. Okay, damn it. Now I got to look where the doomsday clock is right now. Where we're, we're, we're I, th- I think we're at two minutes again, or somewhere. We're right around there. Doomsday <clears throat> clock. There's actually a lot of cool things that have, games that have come out of Russia. Uh, Stalker was one of them. You know, and they're, and, and people. holy shit. What?
0: The doomsday clock is at ninety seconds to midnight. Yeah. Who? Okay. So, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, the uh, Bureau of Atomic Scientists in the sixties, when the uh, which was talked about in Watchmen, was talked about in Watchmen. <laughs> um, when there was, we were sitting with the possibility of nuclear annihilation. They created this metaphorical clock to show how close the world was to nuclear annihilation at any point. Um, and it was how many minutes we are from from Doomsday. Midnight is Doomsday. Uh, there's the song, Two Minutes to Midnight, is actually talking about the Doomsday clock being two minutes to midnight. Um, so you can look up at any time uh just the bulletin of atomic scientists and it will show you the doomsday clock and right now a time of unprecedented unprecedented danger it is 90 seconds to midnight i don't think it's ever been that close
1: that makes perfect sense yeah yeah i, I yeah we're, we're 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 this is why everybody's depressed this is why every yeah it's 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 a thing <laughs> So yeah, you so, get what's going on with uh with Russia, you know, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, we like So in... yeah, it'd be like Tetris coming out now. Right. You know, it'd be like a game being smuggled out of Russia because we got all these sanctions in place and stuff. Everybody knows what's going on. And it's
0: great at one scene, like he's talking to one of the the Russian police and they're like the Russian police officer is walking out of the room, and he's like talking to the police officer, like the, the party official, as he's walking out of the room. And then it cuts to the scene of the the political officer who's listening to the wiretaps, laughing at the record because they're listening to everything he's saying. Yeah, the KGB. Right. Uh,
1: yeah, it looks like an interesting movie. I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll see it.
0: Oh yeah, and, and going back to Tetris, that Tetris movie. Is on Apple 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 TV, Apple Plus, What I don't know what their service It's on is.
1: BitTorrent. That's yes. where you. Can, <laughs> that's the network you can go watch. It's it. on it's,
0: Pirate Media. It's on
1: Pirate Media. I, there's actually a couple of websites I go to now where I watch. Like uh, I've, I've brought up the Mayfair Witches and the whole Anne Rice universe. I'm not on that particular service, but there are, are ways out there where you can watch I tell it. you
0: what, though. Um, Apple TV... Got the licensing to do a Neuromancer show, and I will fucking pay for that shit if they do Neuromancer.
1: If Yeah, I hope it's done right, but,
0: Um, you know. Yeah, because it's like, that is something, God, since I was a teenager, I've been waiting to see get a good adaptation.
1: Like, um...
0: And it's definitely something they're going to have to take liberties with. It's not something that would translate well to, like, even a two-hour movie, uh, but there is a way to do it and I want to see
1: it done well, again, make, make, make it multiple. Like they did that with, uh, God, I'm having a stroke. There's so many of these shows that I want to talk about that I can't remember. Um, there was one on Netflix that altered carbon. Oh yeah. Even though they took a lot of liberties with it, it still got a season two, but things went off the rails on season two. They deviated so so far. Mm-hmm. Um but there was that. Uh there was um oh shoot. There was a Isaac Asimov series that Apple T V did. The Foundation. Yeah. And I, I liked that show a lot. That was a really hard if you're like this is deep nerd them geek like sci fi. Foundation is a show it's a book that I really don't know how they managed to pull it off because it takes place over the course of a, a, thousands of years or hundreds of years. It's not really a movie-friendly show to do, but somehow they did it, and it was pretty good. I haven't read if it's getting a second season yet. That's another thing that I've noticed other networks are doing. Like, Netflix just comes out and says, yeah, we're canceling it. It's not coming back. Well, here, here's or the a, other networks are kind thing, of like, yeah, well, we're not saying if we're bringing it back or not, and they kind of just let it go off in limbo. Here's the thing I absolutely just don't
0: fucking understand about Netflix is Netflix made these... Uh, in a lot of cases, there's these shows that Netflix has made, and now they're taking these shows off Netflix. And it's like, you own this show. Like, What, what is you? what is it costing you to have this show that you already paid for on your service that now you're going to take it away? Like, why not just have it out there forever if I want to watch it?
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. For them to pull it off, uh, yeah, that's dumb. It that doesn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know. Well, Disney used to do that with their catalog. They would pull them off and they would re-release them again every once in a while. Well, yeah, that, so, was, that was
0: the... Uh, growing up, it's like, it's going back into the Disney vault for another 20 years. It's like, why the fuck would you do that? But so, then it's to create artificial scarcity. But in a streaming model, artificial scarcity doesn't matter. Um, it's... It's just
1: more content for people to watch when they subscribe to your service.
0: It's like, oh, well, uh, this this show isn't on Disney Plus right now because we recycled it out. All right, well, I want to watch it and it's not on Disney Plus, so I'm just going to cancel my Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Like, why wouldn't you just have that media available?
1: And Disney was like, here's everything. Here's everything we got. It's always going to be here. Oh, man, I,
0: I remember when Disney Plus first dropped, I spent a good few days like watching stuff from the wonderful world of disney when i was a kid mm-hmm. i remember re-watching the cat from outer space which was i think made in like the six mountain uh, the return to which yeah. mountain um
1: so that's the thing when disney dropped there was a huge vast quantity <sighs> of content right off the bat to be able to watch and if you've got kids, you know it, boom, I, wanted, you I wanted to
0: traumatize my children with uh, Dark Crystal and the Secrets of Nim.
1: Yeah, it was there. It's yeah. all there. So, we're going back to DC. DC tried to do their own little oh, the Black thing.
0: Cauldron. That was the one. That was because the, the Secret of Nim wasn't Disney, but it was the Black Cauldron. I specifically wanted to traumatize my children with that.
1: <laughs> the skeletons. Yeah, that was, that was. I had to go back and watch. Um, there's. Um, Oh god, again my brain's not working fan- oh, f- uh Fantasia. Yeah. With the whole Wizard Mickey thing. That's one of my favorite things in Fantasia and for years you couldn't watch it. You you had to go out and buy like VCR tapes at yard sales of crappy quality. Oh you know? man,
0: I remember when I was in high school they re-released Fantasia and like that was the thing. It was like everybody was getting high going
1: to the theater and watching Fantasia. That movie wasn't even the original cut. The original cut of it got lost in a shipwreck. So they, the, the Fantasia that's out there now is not actually what Fantasia was. It got
0: lost in a shipwreck, which conveniently allowed us to remove the blackface scene and the anti-Semitic scene.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, there was a few more things that were, were lost in it. But yeah, you're right there. You're, on, you're right on that one. Um, but DC tried to do the same thing. DC tried to come out with their own network and they really didn't have a lot of content. They're like, well, yeah, but you can download comic books that we've converted to digital. And yeah.
0: And I mean, like that was a great idea. It's like, have the DC, it's like, in addition to being able to watch our shows, you'll get the content of being able to read the back catalog of DC
1: comic books. But it failed miserably. The whole there just wasn't a whole lot of content on there because they suffered from the same problem well, that it Marvel was, had where Marvel was licensing to, their products everywhere and yeah, they couldn't pull them all together.
0: Yeah, and to be able to create the content at a le- production level, it was not profitable for the streaming. They weren't bringing enough. Yeah. There wasn't enough interest in just the streaming service to justify the millions of dollars they were paying to yeah, make. Yeah, it was half-assed team. done. Yeah.
1: It was, again, this is the difference between DC and Marvel and et cetera. And all of this, I, would, when we bitch about this, it, it sucks because. Well, it, I think you're like me. We want to have good DC content. We want to be just as good, granted different, but as good as the Marvel MCU. So I'm just going to
0: throw it out there to the DCEU or whatever. The people who made Batman, the animated series, are for the most part. All still alive. I mean, yes, we lost Kevin Conroy and that was sad, but the writers and people who made those story arcs and made that show what they are, they're all still out there and they kind of got it perfect. Maybe call them and figure out how to do a Batman movie.
1: Again, it's because off. it's in James's I hands now. Really don't
0: want to watch. Batman, as a psychopath with anger management issues, and all of his uh, villains are serial killers, I want
1: to watch Batman the Animated Series. Well, what they're doing now, this is, again, um, I may be talking out my ass, but from everything that I've read, there's talk of them bringing Christian Bale back. And they're going to do the storyline that of, of Batman's son coming back as Robin. Which they could actually do because in the Christopher Nolan movies, in the end, he does end up with Catwoman. And this is supposed to be the son of him and Catwoman, where he shows up later and says, yeah, you're my dad.
0: Ah, no, Damian Wayne is the son of Batman and Talia al Ghul, I believe.
1: Correct, but they could change that. They could could very easily just change some things around and,
0: you know... (laughs) And I'm going to be real honest, literally everything I know about Damian Wayne... I have learned from watching a uh, guy on TikTok called Red Panda.
1: Red Panda. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, or Panda Red, something like that. But he does like Batman family videos. They're actually pre- or Batman family TikToks. They're actually pretty funny.
1: But the the Batman movie that's coming. They 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 are making that movie. There's not a, that's that's not rumor. They J- James Gunn has said yes, we are going to make this movie. Blah, you blah. Uh, you almost are
0: obligated to like if yeah. you're going to If you're going to tentpole a DC franchise, it's either got to start with Batman or Superman.
1: Well, the Flash movie is supposed to introduce the female Superman. I'm not sure how... Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah. I'm not sure how she ties into everything. But they've stated that the Batman one, that that the character of Batman is going to be played by somebody who has previously played Batman. So we know that Ben Affleck's pretty much out. So that leaves Michael Keaton or Christian Bale. I don't know what's going on with my brain. Just... Well,
0: I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Kevin Conroy is gone. Uh, yeah. Adam West is gone. Uh, that's
1: so That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it, you know, and, and Affleck's out. Though I wouldn't mind if Affleck came back and, and did the part, but seeing Christian Bale come back and play the old retired Batman and now his son's on the scene, what I, I've said this before also, I really want to see a Batman Beyond movie, like mm. really bad. I loved the Batman Beyond cartoon a lot. The Um, problem
0: is we don't have the cyberpunk future that Batman Beyond exists in. Um, Like you can't do a Batman Beyond in modern day because it doesn't fit. Batman Beyond is is a cyberpunk setting.
1: I agree with you on that, but done properly, I still think they could pull it off. Because even though the cyber, the world that we live in isn't cyberpunk, but there is still a lot of cyberpunk in yeah, the world we that we are,
0: live in. We are still leaning towards
1: the cyberpunk dystopia. Yeah, we, we could still pull it off. We yeah. could still do it. You know? it's, It could still be done. They would have to take some liberties. and They have to change some stuff around. But I still want to see a Batman Beyond movie. And that's kind of... I really don't really know of any other direction that DC could go right now other than to start doing... You know, a next generation kind of thing with these characters, and take that into a fresh, a fresh direction. Because, like you said, we've already seen every iteration of Batman. We've got multiple iterations of Batman out there. Joker, Joker was a good movie; it really was. But it's an Elseworlds movie, you know.
0: And I have no interest to see a, a movie joke. that doesn't tie in with everything. Yeah, else. a Joker gotcha. movie
1: that doesn't involve the Batman. It's I gotcha. I'm there. I, I understand completely, and I. I, I, I begrudgingly like I don't want
0: to but... see a Venom movie that doesn't involve yes, well, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Exactly. Um, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, hey, this stuff I can't, can be done. There, but... there, are,
0: there are very few villains that I would give any care to see them do a movie. And no matter what everybody says, Venom is a villain.
1: Morbius was the same way. You're going to do... A... Now, Morbius they said in the beginning that morbius will eventually tie into spider-man and they also said that about venom but it's like we're going in we're going in our third movie now and we still have no spider-man venom crossover you know it's like come on yeah you Ma- know
0: marvel and sony really need to just hash out and figure out what the hell they're doing with spider-man
1: they're trying to they really are because kevin feige is really good friends with the person that's running the sony side of spider-man him and her are, are buddies and I guess a while ago they sat down and he said, listen, if this is going to work for both of us, we need to start doing, we need to start getting our ducks in a row in some way or form. Um, and now with the success of the last Spider-Man movie, there's people definitely want all three of those people together again.
0: I There there was a joke going around that uh, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah uh, because, because Sony owns Spider-Man, we can no longer have... Spider-Man in the MCU. So announcing for a 2024 release, Night Monkey coming to the MCU. Oh my god. Uh. So yeah, we we've meandered very Very far afield. I I don't even know if I'll be able to edit this into two episodes, because there's just no good breakpoint in the conversation. But
1: you did want to do a loosely structured show, and when you put me down for a loosely structured show, this is what you're going to do. This is it.
0: I have a feeling, uh, stay with us, fans, because uh, in the next few weeks, once we've consumed media, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Plus, we got con season coming up, so... There should be a lot, lot of things coming. Old Nerds Drinking still has a lot of steam in the engine. Oh my god, I just watched I just watched Bullet Train. Have you seen that yet? Is it any good? It is good. It is, is it? like, okay, it's not a huge spoiler, but uh like you remember how in Deadpool Brad Pitt did like a 30-second cameo or like a two-second cameo. Yeah. yeah. In this Ryan Reynolds does a two-second
1: cameo. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) And he's like, oh, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Like, he's on screen just long enough for you to register that it's Ryan Reynolds.
1: I am so looking forward to the next Deadpool movie. I really Uh, am. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because that's going to be another one where it goes in and totally resets. Because the Marvel Universe, on the grand scale with the storyline that they're going with right now, it totally is in chaos with all the different realities. And Deadpool is supposed to come in and just make it even worse purposely mm-hmm. you know so um,
0: it's oh uh, man and we didn't even talk about the new in or er, into the spider verse another oscar isaac getting to do er, uh, keeping oscar isaac working
1: yeah because he plays 2049 spider-man he
0: does yeah so
1: which was a weird comic book but whatever i'm on board with it Hmm.
0: all right well uh even though we've uh, said goodbye possibly to the uh the project archivist computer Uh, do you have any,
1: um, the show is going to be back. It's well, again, I've been very inconsistent about releasing episodes and stuff. And honestly, it's mostly because I've just lost a lot of the interest in the paranormal, but I still focus on the weird and we were going to do an episode on weird Elvis because I haven't touched on, that's one of the topics on the show that I've never touched on is Elvis because it's just been done to death. So we were going to do, We I finally found somebody had all these crazy little snippets on really, really out there, strange Elvis stuff. And then um, Elvis's daughter died. And I was like, well, we shouldn't, this isn't a good time to do that show. And then uh, through scheduling and stuff, and then the computer dying, we're going to reschedule it. I'm going to, I'm going to be doing Archivist episodes again. It's just a matter of getting it together and getting a computer and getting it up and running again and um, getting that moving again. So it's going to happen. Um, but you know, the, the, what the project archivist page is still going strong. The, I'm still very much involved with the whole cinema, la bad thing. Um, I kind of want to do a side podcast for that every once in a while, just to talk about some of these weird movies that we watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking about it, but whether or not I actually do it, I don't know. It would only be on certain, certain movies that I really were like, this is really a weird movie that needs to be talked about. Um, I recently did a show on Ozone Nightmare talking about the search for Wing Wing. Um, you know who Wing Wing is, don't you? I we, do. Yeah. We interviewed uh, the guy who did the documentary and basically rediscovered Wing Wing. And that was a fun show to do. But I find myself more and more getting involved in, in that realm of things because these movies, even though they're bad movies, even though they're funny B-rate right movies and stuff, some of these movies have such crazy stories behind them as to how they were made and stuff that the actors and stuff that are in them, it's become kind of a, a new thing for me that I, I've become this expert on B movies and actors and all these different things. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm thinking about maybe doing another side podcast down the road a little bit uh, and every once in a while show, you know, maybe once every couple of months or when a movie comes out, I don't know. It's, these are just ideas that I'm, I'm slowly kicking around and stuff. I do want to do another Project Archivist Fast Food Follies episode. Though.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So there's stuff on the horizon. You know, I'll get you and a couple of the guys on there, and we'll we'll do the Fast Food Follies show. I'm pretty sure that this year in Fecal Matters show won't be returning, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, an area that I don't want to go yeah. with that show. Uh,
0: there's so. only... I was going to say, there's so much toilet humor already out there on the internet. Yeah. Let's well, let some other people have some well, that's, fun.
1: Like That's one of the things that we did with Archivists way back, was we've always found these weird news stories, and, and these kinds of stories that involve fecal matter always pop up, and then there's always this reoccurring crazy fast food episodes where weird stuff happens in regard to fast food, or restaurants and fast food outlets that are like, is this real? Is this actually a news story? Yes, it is. But, uh, yeah, stuff's, you know, there's there's stuff on the back burner. It's just a matter of me getting another computer and getting it all fired up and stuff. So, you know, it's coming, you know. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I'm, I'll be here, you know.
0: <laughs> um, and you can always find us on the Old Nerds Drinking Facebook page. Come for the podcast. Stay for the meme.
1: I am very proud of how our our page is chugging along. You know, there's there's a the stuff that gets posted on there. It's a very active, very, very organic, very uh, very alive page, which I, I, I wasn't expecting it to go quite that way, and I'm very proud of the people in the community that we have on that page. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, know. that's fine.
0: But, with that, I'm John Patrick, the Master Control Program.
1: And I'm Rogan.
0: End of line. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the German's bomb Pearl Harbor! Hell
1: no! Sherman? Forget it, he's rolling.
0: And it ain't over now!
1: So, what's the plan? Take car, go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, right, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. Might as well write him off. Let's close up the bridge. Let's get out of here. Close
0: it up. Lights out. Where are you headed, cowboy? Nowhere special. Nowhere
1: special. I always wanted to go there.
0: We're going streaky! Yeah! All right, come on! That thing is see! This hurts! Oh